the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get it on. It's 4.06, and we are back for the second hour of the Restaurant Show on News Talk 710 KNUS. It is Saturday, April 23rd. I'm your host, Mike Boyle. Happy to have you with me. Busy first hour. We talked about a couple of things coming up this Thursday. A um, travel group get-together. These are people that have traveled with me or have thought about it or would like to ask some questions about it. It's going to be a stand-up cocktail party. It's not going to be classroom style. It's not going to be theater style. It's going to be a Trestles Coastal Cuisine. Love to have you join us. It's on my calendar at MikeBoyle.com. Also coming up Thursday is Dining Out for Life, a benefit for Project Angel Heart. Talked a little bit with the executive director about that. If you'd like a list of the restaurants, go to projectangelheart.org. We've got an event coming up next Saturday, a meal deal. It will be at the Dairy Queen in Castle Rock. So we're going to speak with Katrina Goddard. She is the managing partner of that store. A lot of people don't realize that Dairy Queens do ice cream and cakes and dilly bars, but they also have grill stores, which is where they put out some pretty good groceries. So, that is what we are going to do next Saturday. We're also going to speak uh, with Angel Amparo from the Colorado Rockies organization down in the Dominican Republic. And uh, I believe we're going to be able to get a hold of Mike Lawson, an author. We interviewed him down in Colorado Springs this morning. He's one of my favorites. I really, really like what Mike has to do. Uh, tonight for dinner, I think I am going to have... I had a fillet this week from Christensen, C-H-R-I-S-T, like Christ, E-N-S-E-N, Ranch. And they're up in Weldona, W-E-L-D-O-N-A, up by Fort Morgan. I went up there I went up there to visit a little bit, visit a listener that has traveled with us. And Bailey and I did the parks and a little bit of walking, a little bit of hiking, had a good time, had a couple good meals up there. And... Uh, the lady that lives up there said, I'm going to send you some steaks from Christensen Ranch. She thinks they're the best. I'll tell you what, they're very good. I had a filet this week, and I think for dinner tonight, I might whip up a little bit of hamburger helper while I watch a little baseball, watch a little bit of Better Call Saul on Netflix. But, man, their food is really, really good, and I want to thank Terry Bernhardt up in uh, – uh, Fort Morgan for sending those steaks, and they made sure that some bacon was included so that whenever I make myself a steak or a hamburger or whatever, I fire up a couple of big, big pieces of that wonderful, wonderful bacon from Christensen Ranch up in Weldona. I, I, I just looked. The website is ChristensenRanch.com, and obviously you can order online. I tried a bunch of beers this week. I went to Bubbles and uh, did one of those build-your-own six-pack. I'm going to try to get that in. I went to the View House last Sunday for Easter. I went to the Shake Shack in Castle Rock. I had never been to one, and I know that Denver's got about five of them. I believe Castle Rock was the fifth, 
But um, anyway, I enjoyed that. I'm going to try to catch that up with you a little bit, share that. So we've got a lot of stuff to do this hour, and if we don't get to all of it, we will get to it tomorrow between 10 o'clock and noon. So let's do this. Let's take a break, and when we come back, let's talk with Katrina from Dairy Queen in Castle Rock on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. All right, we've got a busy week coming up here on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Thursday, I've got an event at Trestle's Coastal Cuisine in Castle Rock. People that have traveled with me, people that are thinking about traveling with me, people that would like to just talk about travel, we're going to be at Trestle's Coastal Cuisine Thursday, the 28th, from 3 o'clock until 6 o'clock. Everybody is welcome to come on by. We've got happy hour prices on drinks and appetizers. Then on Saturday, April 30th, We've got a boil meal deal at the Dairy Queen. Mike, I don't want to stop by and just have ice cream. Well, you know what? Dairy Queen has stores they call chill or treat stores. Those are where you get the blizzards and the dilly bars and the ice cream cakes and so forth. But they also have grill and chill. And the store in Castle Rock, right there on Wilcox Street, is a grill and chill. And I'm just going to tell you something. I stop by periodically and get a nice meal there. I've got Katrina Goddard. She is the managing partner along with Todd Wingard. And uh, she's going to host us next Saturday, April 30th. I thought we'd have her tell you a little bit about what we are doing. Katrina, welcome to the show. Hey, nice to have you. So, is it you know you're you're about halfway through a pregnancy? Is it getting a little harder and harder to be on your feet at the Dairy Queen in Castle Rock? Actually, not yet. It hasn't bothered <laughs> me yet, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, terrific. Do you meet people when you say we have great chicken sandwiches, great chicken items, and we would like to introduce people to them. That's what we're going to do on Saturday the 30th. Do you get people that are surprised that Dairy Queen even has food? I do. So many people are used to just the treat locations that Dairy Queen has always had. So people are sometimes surprised when they hear that we have such a big food menu. So tell the people what we're going to be doing next weekend. We're going to be doing specials. We're going to do a twofer. A buy one, get one on all the chicken items. Take the listeners through those a little bit, if you would, Katrina. So we have our chicken strips, which is kind of like our staple as far as food goes. Um, it's I would venture to say there are some of the best chicken strips out there. <laughs> um, and then our... Um, gravy dipping sauce is kind of what usually pairs with that. We have a bunch of other dipping sauces, but the gravy and the chicken together is kind of like Dairy Queen's thing. Um, And then we have a really good crispy chicken sandwich and a really good grilled chicken sandwich. And folks, by the way, I want to let you know that, you know, you might say, boy, you've been working with the Dairy Queen folks quite a bit. Well, Todd and his sister Tanya called me up and said, we'd like to do some stuff. We appreciate the show. And the show isn't me. The show is you, the listeners. We appreciate what you do for the restaurant community. We appreciate what the listeners do for the restaurant community. We'd like to offer some specials, get a little bit of publicity. So we went to the brand new store on South Colorado Boulevard in Denver recently. And now we're going to be at Castle Rock next Saturday, April 30th. And uh, love to have you come by. And by the way, yes. We are going to be featuring the world-famous 
Dilly Bars for $1. But here's what we have done in the past. I will buy, and yes, I will actually hand Katrina, the managing partner, a dollar for every Dilly Bar. I will buy the first Dilly Bar for every single person that comes by. Even if you don't want to take advantage of the chicken sandwiches, and I don't understand why you wouldn't, but is that okay with you? Is that okay with you, Katrina? If I buy the first dilly bar for everybody that comes by? Yes, I'm sure they'd love that. All right, and I would encourage people to pick up another dilly bar or take a few home. They've got the boxes. I didn't realize. I'm just kind of when it comes to dilly bars, I'm kind of a give me the vanilla ice cream with the dark chocolate topping. Go through some of the flavors, Katrina, because I didn't realize there were quite so many of them until I did that event on Colorado Boulevard, and people were taking boxes and boxes of different flavors. Take the listeners through that a little bit. So we also have a cherry flavor, so it's that same vanilla ice cream with a cherry coating on it. Um, We have a vanilla ice cream with a butterscotch coating on it. We have a um, no sugar added option, so it's just vanilla with chocolate, um, but no added sugar. We have a non-dairy option, and it's actually really good. And then we also have a mint dilly bar, or a mint chocolate dilly bar. So it's mint ice cream and a chocolate coating. Okay, now be honest with me here, Katrina. If I taste the vanilla with chocolate low sugar dilly bar, does it taste as good as the regular? Because, you know, I'm like a lot of people. I, I think that probably... I speak for all Americans when I say we probably all consume a little bit too much sugar. I just thought, geez, I love Dilly Bars. I love to swing by on a hot day and get one. Could I actually, would I enjoy it as much as the regular? You would. It's super good. I honestly can't tell the difference. If somebody just blindly gave me one, I wouldn't be able to tell you which one had the no sugar added and which one was the regular one. You know what is amazing what talented chefs can do. You know, I've got a sponsor in Colorado Springs, uh, Stephen Bonsire from Bonsire's Dutch Bakery. And I suggested to him, he's got chocolate eclairs that will blow you away. And I suggested to him, have you ever thought about doing a gluten-free chocolate eclair? And now they have to put a little swirl on the top, Katrina, because they are so good that you can't tell the difference. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. All right. So, and now some people may say, well, why aren't we doing something with their hamburgers? Because they've got great burgers at the Dairy Queen. Because they really want you to know about the chicken sandwiches, the chicken tenders. So we're going to do that on Saturday, April 30th. It's on my website at mikeboyle.com. I'll broadcast Uh, The Denver Show from 3 to 5. Everybody's welcome from 3 o'clock until 6 o'clock to either dine in. Yes, they have a dining room. Dine in or take out the uh, dilly bars, the chicken sandwiches, and so forth. And if you got a special occasion coming up, maybe you might want to order an ice cream cake while you are there. Hey, Katrina, thanks enough. Are you excited that we're coming to uh, to the store? I'm super excited. All right, good. Well, I'll go ahead and let you go. You take care of yourself, honey, and uh, we will see you on Saturday, April 30th. All right? Awesome. I'll see you then. All right, let's go ahead and take a break on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. All right, moving on. The Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Happy to have you with me. I am the host, the aforementioned Mike Boyle, where we talk about restaurants, travel, movies, books, sports, whatever we feel like talking about. You know, in 1986... I went to the Dominican Republic with my then wife. We stayed on the North Shore, the Puerto Plata area, um, 
it was very undeveloped. Now, we stayed at a nice property, but to watch the World Series, I had to go into town and watch it in the town square on a black and white television, sitting on a milk crate, drinking beer with a bunch of folks from the Dominican Republic. And there were people running around. Tony Fernandez was playing for the Toronto Blue Jays, and he was one of the early Dominican Republic players that played in our major leagues. And I thought about it a little bit, and when I went back in 2004, 18 years later, with a group of listeners, my daughter went with me, we took a couple baseballs, and uh, she didn't really understand what we were doing, why we were taking them, Uh, but she said, Dad, I'll go along, I'll do whatever you want to do. We stopped on an excursion when we saw a couple kids playing off in the field. We went out and we handed them these baseballs. And I'm telling you, they were playing with sticks and bottle caps. They were playing with socks wrapped in duct tape. We handed these kids new baseballs, and you would have thought we gave them the winning Powerball numbers. So I thought, well, you know what? We went back in 2008. We took a bigger group. We worked with a couple of local organizations and uh, got some equipment. We went out to a field. We threw the ball around a little bit. And then the next thing you know, this thing has exploded. I go on the air. I ask you to give me either baseball equipment or money so that I can make good, effective use of buying baseball equipment. Next thing you know, Dick Monford, the owner of the Colorado Rockies, puts me in touch with the folks down in the Dominican Republic. And we've been all over that island taking baseball equipment and doing a remarkable job. My contact down there is a guy named Angel Amparo. He is on the line with us. He is a Dominican. He is uh, a graduate of college up in Boston, and now he's back down there as their cultural affairs director, PR director, running the academy down there. And uh, what he does is he finds places, along with his coaching staff, to take us where we take this equipment. Well, you know what? We hadn't been able to go for a while because the Dominican Republic had been shut down. And all of a sudden, I'm going to Mexico, flying back last October, sitting next to a guy, and he gets talking about youth sports on the Yucatan. He's very involved in American football, but he said, yeah, he knows some people that are actually trying to get youth baseball programs started in Mexico. If you have one soccer ball, you can have two 11-man teams. But if you have two nine-man teams to play baseball, you need a little bit more equipment. He put me in touch with the general manager of the professional team in the Mexican League, the Quintana Root Tigres, or Tigers, and he picked me up at the hotel in February. We went out and distributed equipment, and the need was certainly there. But I felt guilty about not taking that stuff to the Dominican Republic. So I thought we would talk to Angel Amparo of the Colorado Rockies organization and get him to either ream me out right here on radio or (laughs) or absolve me of any guilt that I am feeling. Angel, welcome to the show. He's become a dear, dear friend. I mean this. He's a tremendous young man. Very principled, very hardworking, but uh, just a wonderful, wonderful friend as well. Angel, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, as always, for having me on. And, of course, it's absolution for you. Absolution, obviously. Thank you. Thank you you so much. Well, I do. I I feel guilty because, you know what, we've had some adventures, haven't we? We sure have. 
I remember, I remember, uh, matter of fact, it might have even been on the last time, there was a village in North Santo Domingo, which, of course, is the capital, and mm-hmm. the coach... Florentino, what a wonderful man. We're following him, and we're turning left, and we're turning right, and we're going over the potholes, and we're going over the topes, the uh, speed bumps, and <laughs> and we're going down these narrow, narrow roads. And you said, I was born and raised here. I've lived here all my life, and I don't even know where we are. That's <laughs> <laughs> correct, yeah. And, 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 how about, and how about that, an angel... I'm going to ask you more definitively. I, I have a tendency to exaggerate, but the drive we took out to that village out near the Haitian border. Um, yes. I, yes. I've told people it was five hours one way. Did I exaggerate? It might have been only, it might have been a little less, but it was a long way. No, wasn't? no, no the, the, there's no embellishment there whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, that was a long ride. You know, it was, it was a long ride on, you know, on the, you know, on not so much, so many country roads there. You know, so it's it's long. It's oh long. man, and yeah. folks, it's not like it's not like you get it's not like you get on the I twenty five and go a hundred miles an hour. You're going through towns with with uh, drainage ditches and speed bumps and so forth. And it was a long, long trip. A former major league professional baseball player, Octavio Dotel, from this va- uh, region, he built them a beautiful park. But he didn't give him any equipment. What the heck's the matter with that? When I ever see, if I ever see or meet Octavio, I'm going to tell him how we took care of it, and we had we had one of the mamacitas prepare us a wonderful meal. Uh, I, I yeah. mean, we, we we've had some impact, haven't we, Angel? Absolutely, absolutely. Throughout the years, it's been very impactful. The different places we've gone to, from all over the island to the north, south, east, west, everywhere we've been to, it's been very impactful, and very memorable. I remember no, Villa. I remember Villa Mela. Uh, we, we, I always say we took there. There are there is a highway in the Dominican Republic. One going east west, one going north south. Right. We, we took the highway to the road. We took the road to the dirt tr- road. We took the dirt road mm-hmm. to the track. And there was so much mud, we had to push the vehicles in with the equipment. <laughs> and all yeah. of a sudden, there were just hundreds and hundreds of kids in a village that had no running water, had no electricity. I always remember on that trip, Angel, one mm-hmm. of the women on the group trip asked if she could go along. So she wanted to go. Another one went. We took along a couple of ladies. And I remember yep. when they said, well, we, Mike, we, we have to go to the bathroom. Oh, okay. Well, I, well, here, this lady will take you in and took her into the house and, of course, showed her behind the curtain where there was a hole in the concrete floor. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. We, we've never we've never had any of the ladies want to go with us since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of the, 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 the sad realities here, you know, of like, you know, of these towns we go to, you know, there's, you know, even basic needs like that are just hard to come by. So this is why these trips are have been so impactful. Well, and, 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 and we're guys. We're guys. So the world is our urinal. Uh, but uh, right, you right. know, we, we're not. We don't have. We don't have restrictions like that. I I, I remember one time uh, we were going out to uh, San Pedro de Macorís, and uh, mm-hmm. I said, "Well, geez, this looks like kind of a nice area out here." And you said, "Just wait." And we kept going and we kept going and the, and we turned and you said, there, there's your dirt road. Mike, you wanted a dirt road. And so, and so, and so, and we, and we went down there and there were ruts and bumps and 
Teams came from around. I remember one team had a bus, and they bus the kids in. And I don't know. The bus was probably built in about 1930. More probably so. And... Hadn't had a coat of paint since then, uh, but yeah. God, it's been one. And you know what? People have asked. I cannot tell you that I handed a glove or Angel handed a ball to a kid that is in the major leagues. But I can right. tell you, and Angel, you can confirm or deny, we have given equipment to programs and kids that have signed and begun to progress through the system. Absolutely have yes yes so and and like you said Mike you know it's it's much easier in other uh, uh, countries where where soccer is the primary sport you just take a soccer ball and you can have twenty two kids play but here's a bit more complicated when it's baseball so this equipment that you know that has been donated throughout the years by you your listeners uh, to this day I still get thanks you know for equipment that we donated like years ago four or five years ago you know well, I mean? so it's it's something very impactful. You know? Well, and I'm not ruling. You say that the DR is wide open now, so I'm not ruling another trip. I am going back and taking another load to Mexico because, Angel, mm-hmm. I think you and I would agree that whether or not the kid we give equipment to progresses to the point of being a professional baseball player, that's not nearly as important as all the equipment we are given to kids because anything that kids participate in with sports is certainly better than some of the other nonsense they can get themselves into. Absolutely. This is probably the, the number one distraction and, and positive distraction that the kids have here in order, you know, to, to help them to evolve into something positive, not just better, you know, better, you know, better players, but I think better people, better human beings, you know, so it's great. So, uh, all right. Well, listen, I won't keep you. I know you're busy. You're down in the Dominican Republic. Thank you for calling in. And so I appreciate that you have given me absolution. You have absolved me of any guilt. <laughs> and, 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 I'm, and I'm not saying never to the you in the Dominican Republic. I'm just saying oh. not right now. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Like, you know, you have uh, always welcomed me with open arms. I'd love to see you again. <laughs> and I'll, I'll bet you Florentino misses me, doesn't he? I'm <laughs> sure. You, you know what? You know what? He actually asked me, hey, where's Mike at? Have you talked to him recently? <laughs> he asked me that a couple of weeks ago. Like, yeah, I, mean, I actually talked to him a couple of weeks ago. You know, he's been, You've done in Mexico right now, you know, so, but I'll tell him you said hello. You know, I'll tell him you said hello. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, God bless you guys for what you do down there. I know, I know that you're, uh, it's a job with the professional club, the Rockies, but I know what you do for the kids down there, the youth programs. And thank you, thank you, thank you, Angel, for letting me and my listeners be a part of it. Okay, buddy? Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you to you and your listeners as well. Thank you. Angel Imparo with the Colorado Rockies. We're going to go ahead and take a break on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. We're having an impact, folks. We would love to have you participate. We'll talk more about that as we go forward. All right, let me bring back my next guest. You know, when books come out, you know it's the restaurant show. The restaurants, travel, movies, books, sports, or whatever we feel like talking about show. But when books come out from certain authors... They immediately go to the top of my list. No matter how many books I've got sitting on the coffee table, no matter how many books I've got sitting on the nightstand next to my bed, when Michael Conley, when Daniel Silva, when many times John Grisham, maybe John Sanford, come out with a new book, 
bang, I'm there, I want to read it. Well, my next guest is named Mike Lawson, and he is on that list. High praise indeed. Mike, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you having me on. Well, you're welcome. And and that is the truth. When I see that a book is coming out by you, I know that I'm going to want to read it. You've written 15 books starring Joe DeMarco. And so when I got this, I said, oh, Redemption by Mike Lawson came out just a couple weeks ago. I said, I'm going to find out a little bit more about the inner workings of politics and Joe DeMarco and his relationship with the Speaker of the House in the United States Congress. And all of a sudden, I find out this isn't a Joe DeMarco book. What happened to Joe? Where's Joe, man? What happened? Oh, Joe's still with us. Uh, <laughs> the, the next DeMarco book is finished. It, right now, it's just going through the final stages of the copy editing process. And it'll come out in uh, 2023, about about this time next year, maybe a little bit sooner. You know, wh- no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still writing the DeMarco books. Uh, Redemption was just something I, you know, something different that I wanted to do. You know, it's interesting because I always use Robert Parker. I'm sure you know the name, a professor at Northeastern University, very prolific writer out of Boston. I had Robert on, of course, he passed away in 2010, but I had him back in the 90s. I had him on the show in the early 2000s. And his hero, his guy was Spencer a private detective, a private investigator. Well, if you know the Spencer series from the beginning, you know that Spencer fought in the Korean War. And all all of a sudden, we're at 1985 and 1990, 95, 2000. And even his publisher said some of the physical stuff that he would engage in would become problematic for people that knew the history of Spencer. So he had to come up with Jesse Stone. He had to come up with Sonny Randall. And even now that he is dead and the family has continued on the Spencer series with some other authors, I just don't feel as comfortable about a 70, 80-year-old man being this private detector in Boston. Another example is uh, Michael Conley. I've had Michael Conley on the air. Harry Bosch, as you know, was a Vietnam veteran that joined the LAPD. Well, all of a sudden, now in the books, Harry's retired because the characters, if you subscribe to the want to read every single thing this guy writes, it starts to move along. Yes, they stand alone. Yes, they're always enjoyable. But Michael has had to create some other characters. And when he finally agreed to do the television series, Mike, Bosch became a what? A Desert Storm veteran who went on to the LAPD. So I just thought, well, maybe I thought maybe you were putting Joe DeMarco out to pasture. No, no. In fact, I was also a big Robert B. Parker fan, and and that's one of the things that that I noticed and I thought about when I when I started writing the Demarco books, is that you know he continued to age Spencer, and Spencer would have been about ninety years old when he was yeah. you know still running around getting into fistfights and things like that. <laughs> yeah, working out at the gym. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So one of the decisions I, I don't know if you ever noticed it in Demarco, but but I've never aged the characters. Time goes on, but the characters in the books stay about the same age because I didn't want to deal with that. I didn't want to deal with that situation of having, you know, DeMarco now would be, you know, 
he started off and he's probably in his 40s and by now he'd be in his 60s so i've never aged the characters i and i don't know if that ever comes across in the book they, they i'm always very vague about how old they are and uh and, I, and that sort of thing. But, I, I but, never but we, I, I never feel like he ages in the books, Mike, but maybe it's just my ticky-tack. Maybe it's me just being, but I say to myself, you know, he's been hanging around Congress. You've got 15 books out. So that's 15, 16, 17, 18 years. And if oh, he yeah. started at 40 or 42, 45, you're right. He's getting closer to Social Security than he is to. I've always been very deliberate about that. But, you know, I've, I've <sighs> learned from, you know, Spencer and from John Sanford and those guys, how they age the character. But, you know, but redemption didn't come out of that. It's, it's I, I love writing the DeMarco book. <laughs> and like I say, I've got, you know. One that'll be coming out, and I've got another one that uh, that I'm working on right now that I'm hoping will come out in 2024. But what it really is is that when you when you write a series, uh, any series, you're you're limited mm-hmm. because the characters in the series, the the settings of the series, that that all limits the kind of stories you can write. And uh, and and Redemption was just one of those stories I wanted to write that story. I've, I've got another book right now, another standalone that I haven't sent to a publisher yet. It's completely different, and it's just it's just for that reason. You know, you get you get a great idea for a story, but it, it won't fit in your series. And uh, and so I was just lucky that uh, the Grove Atlantic, my publisher, you know, decided to publish Redemption because it you know they're, they're they they also were used to the series. And, and frankly, I was kind of worried because I know again I use Parker as an example. I, I, I love his Spencer books, and he wrote a stamp. I can't even remember what the name what uh, what the name of it was. But I was kind of disappointed, you know, not because it was a bad book, but just because it wasn't Spencer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I, I'm not surprised that your publisher picked up Redemption because, Mike, let's face it, you are the rainmaker, and uh, and they know that whatever you write, there's guys like there like Mike Boyle that say it's a Lawson book. I know I'm going to like it. You know, talking about, and we're not here to bash other authors, but you know, Janet Ivanovich, Stephanie Plum, yeah, she's now up to twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty one a year. Well, she's still positioned as Stephanie Plum, the ditzy girl from the hood, dating the cop and so forth. But if you go back to Janet. And I've had Janet on the air a number of times. If you go back to the beginning, Stephanie Plum is now closer to 60 than she is to 30. And so you wonder how long that character can keep going. But, you know, I, I suppose maybe I maybe I'm the one that should just get over it. What do you think? Well, like I said, I guess it depends on how the author does it. I, you know, I think uh, John Stamper has been very good about aging his Lucas Davenport. Yes, but he and he's and he's kind of moved. He's kind of moved him along into more of a kick-ass cop to a an administrative position. And now his daughter Letty has joined the force. I just read that book. And and yeah, and same thing with Bosch on television. His daughter Maddie is now when the series comes out in May. An L.A. cop. So, yeah, you get, you got to move it along a little bit. Tell the listeners about – I suppose you would like to talk about the new book, wouldn't you, Mike? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, this is a book that's, that, that's hard to talk about, you know, without giving away the plot. And, I, you know, I've, I've struggled with that. And that's why uh, about the only thing it says on the, on the cover of the book is that there's this young stockbroker who is disgraced. He got caught in an insider tr- trading scheme. He gets fired. Not only that, he gets convicted. Uh, he, he needs a job, and he, and he 
and he doesn't want to stay in New York where he used to work because he's embarrassed by his circumstances or anything else. So he takes this this job and a low paying job and a this little company in a place called Redemption, Illinois, and they. And, and what, the, what the company says they do is they, they do research, uh, you know, financial research. And he figures, and they don't, they're not paying that much. It's like 120 grand a year for a guy that used to be making almost a million here on, on Wall Street. Uh-huh. But he takes the job. And, but then what, what's odd about the job is they have all these bizarre security protocols. You know, they, they insist on having access to a cell phone. He's given periodic polygraph testing. He's only given, uh, not told who exactly the clients are, and all this stuff is tingling in his head. He can tell something odd is going on, and then he ends up having an affair with the wife of one of the, actually, of his boss. And that's when he learns that this company is actually engaged in, in and I'll say, nefarious activities. And that's, of course, when things go to hell, and he gets <laughs> in trouble, yeah. almost killed, chased across the country with his girlfriend, etc. But uh, like I said, to get into the actual specifics of it, kind of kind of gives away the plot of the book. If I, I know get much deeper than that, I know. And uh, let's and let's and let's leave the who done it to the readers. Um, yeah, the, the book is called Redemption. It's by Mike Lawson, L A W S O N. We've had him on before, and I will tell you this: if you are interested in getting into the Joe DeMarco series. Yes, I know. Every author will tell me that every book stands alone, but I would say go back to the Mike Lawson website, MikeLawsonBooks.com, and bring it up, see the date of publication, because the character does develop. Not only Joe DeMarco, but the other characters around him. Mike does a very nice job in book number 15, tying you back to book number 5, Back to book number 10, but I'd say start, and then you've got 15 books sitting on your nightstand, and when you finish all those, uh, maybe you might want to start with Redemption, see what a good job he does, and then pick up the Joe DeMarco series. How's that for a sales pitch, Mike? That sounds terrific, Mike. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better. All right, buddy. I'm going to go ahead and let you go. His name is Mike Lawson. It's Redemption. And, Mike, I meant exactly what I said. When I see that a book comes out, you and I have talked on the air before, and you just know that whenever your new character, whenever your next Joe DeMarco book comes out, you've got a friend on the restaurant show, and we will get you on restaurants, travel, movies, books, or whatever we feel like talking about. All right? All right. Well, thank you again, Mike. How's it, how's the book doing? I'll, okay, as near as I can tell, the reviews have been good. You know, it's a starred review in Publishers Weekly, a, a great review out of book list. And, right. uh, and, the, and the books from the fans, you know, the ones you read on Amazon and Goodreads, like I said, a lot of them will say, well, gee, this isn't DeMarco, you know, but I liked it anyway. Well, <laughs> you, know, you get that kind of a tone with the reviews. And it gets an endorsement from Mike Boyle of The Restaurant Show. Thanks, Mike. We'll talk to you again. All right. Goodbye. All right. Let's take a break on The Restaurant Show. All right. Coming up on 454, you know, I really like Mike Lawson's book. I really do. And uh, anyway, uh, I also wanted to mention that I was called by three ladies that I know. All have traveled with our groups. And we've talked about the informal Restaurant Show book club. They would like to get it a little bit more formal. They're looking for people that would like to join them to review books. Um, We've shared a number of books. We had lunch at the View House. It's on my calendar at MikeBoyle.com for May 25th. Going to have an introductory meeting at a private room at the View House restaurant. 
If you'd like to come, we'd love to have you. Everybody will get a copy of Happiness on the Blue Dot by Lisa Maranzino. Uh, everybody will get a gift certificate. And uh, you can sit with Lisa and Shannon and Betsy and express your thoughts. They will share their thoughts with you, but could be something that you might really, really enjoy. I've been getting a lot of books lately from publicists that I've been passing on to the ladies, and they have absolutely loved them. Reading is just such a great gift because it gives you an opportunity to travel and to learn and to relax and to enjoy. So uh, maybe think about that. We'd love to have you. Getting back to the Dining Out for Life coming up this Thursday for Project Angel Heart. Dine out to give back. We just did a spot for India's restaurant. I'm not surprised at all that Chris Kapoor is participating in this. I'm not surprised that Christy Bigelow from Cuba Cuba, I'm going to be having lunch at the Castle Rock restaurant and I will be participating to help Dining Out for Life. Over on the west side, you got. 240 Union, you got the Moose Hill Cantina downtown, Bistro Vendrome. That's that's Jennifer Jasinski's restaurant. She does a great, great job. Rioja is going to participate. Stoic and Genuine, those are three places that people absolutely love. East Colfax Bastion's been around for, what, 50 years, the Bastion family? So you might... Think about going there. But anyway, if you go to Dining Out for Life, go to projectangelheart.org and click on the Dining Out for Life, you will see the restaurants that are participating. Also coming up this Thursday from 3 o'clock until 6 o'clock, I'll be hosting a little bit of a travel get-together. This started with one of the wonderful ladies that has traveled with me twice, she said, I'd like to get together with some of the people that we traveled with back in January to Nuevo Vallarta. And um, so she sent in an email blast. I sent out an email blast. Don't want to make it just the people that went to Nuevo. We want the people that went to Playa del Carmen, the people that went to Cancun. We want everybody that has even thought about traveling with us. And I know it's Thursday. I know it's the middle of the week. I know it's 3 o'clock until 6 o'clock. But if you'd like to come to Trestles, we would really love to have you. I think you're going to enjoy yourself. It's going to be a stand-up party. Um, there's going to be happy hour prices on drinks, happy hour prices on appetizers, and just a bunch of people standing around. You know what? I know one couple that's coming that haven't traveled with us for probably six, seven years, but they love to travel, and they said, we're going to come and meet some of these people. And if anybody has any questions about what it's like to travel with this group, they would be happy to share it with them. Not going to be any speeches, not going to be any lectures, not going to be any microphones. It's just people standing around and enjoying each other's company. That's on my website also at mikeboyle.com. Next Saturday, we have an event at the Dairy Queen in Kassara. Two weeks from today, we're going to go to Smokin' Outlaw Kitchen. A listener, Bonnie, I want to thank you for turning me on to the place. It is over at Santa Fe and Oxford. It's actually on Natchez Street. Uh, but, man, Brandon and Betty Joe are putting out some great, great barbecue. They're going to do specials on sandwiches, sides, racks of ribs. My advice would be to come by and dine in and then take out. Uh, but however you want to do it, that is entirely up to you. That is May 7th. 
Then on the 11th to the 18th, I'm leaving for Mexico. But when we get back, we've got some other events. We've got Dickie's Barbecue. Uh, wait, I skipped a week. On the 21st, we've got an event at Joyce's Famous Pizza over at Broadway and Evans. $7.10 for those large one-topping pizzas. Then on the 22nd, we've got Taste of Philly at University and County Line. His Philly cheesesteaks, man, they are so good. And we're selling them for, what, five bucks, I think. Then um, on the 28th, we've got an event at Dickie's Barbecue. You folks up in Westminster, we're coming to that store up there, and we would love to see you. All right, so we're pretty much out of time. Let's do this. The out song is Zach Brown's Toes. I got my toes in the water, my butt in the sand, not a worry in the world, a cold beer in my hand. And uh, I will come back tomorrow with another show from 10 o'clock until noon. I have a new author I want to talk with, and I'm also going to be taking your calls as well at 303-696-1971. All right, the out song is Zach Brown's Toes. I got my toes in the water, my butt in the sand. And as he says, adios and vaya con Dios. Goodbye and go with God. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.